You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Alan Seiler. Let's pop this blow stand. And Veronica Daschle. <laughs> now that you said it, I actually understood what she was saying. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I knew she said it wrong. I understood what she was trying to say, but I didn't know what she did say, yes. even though I've watched it twice right so, thank you alan you're welcome also, I'm, hi i'm here to provide a service awesome yes. <laughs> totes decoding uh things for veronica there you go all right so do we want to start with uh, some news this week let's hit the news desk this has been a big week for michelle yo yeah first she was named time magazine's icon of the year Wow. Then two days later, she was named by New York Times one of the 10 best actors of the year based on her role in Everything Everywhere. Okay. And today it was announced that she will be starring as Madame Morrible in the big screen adaptation of Wicked. The wow. Right. The book. Ooh, will... ooh. Yes. I need to know who's playing the other characters, please. And thank you. Okay, well, after, I don't have that in my. I don't have that in my Right. Um, the book will be adapted into two movies rather than oh, just one. Doing the book. Yes, and uh, the plan is to they're going to be released Christmas time, twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. Awesome! That's awesome. exciting. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, all over the place. She's all over the place, like success. all of a sudden. Like yeah, well, I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once yet, but uh, it's, yeah. it's on my list. I want to I want to watch it. Yeah, but yeah, I I I can't wait to see um her just do more things. And I I I I like her a lot. I would like to see more of her on Star Trek. I'm yeah. I'm still not sold on the Section Thirty One thing. If it's going to be a Section Thirty One thing, but um, you know, yeah. I like Michelle Yeoh a lot, and she's got star power. So yeah. oh yeah, and she's got a lot of upcoming projects. So I don't know if that Section Thirty One thing is actually even you know. Meeting. on her radar anymore <laughs> i know yeah. i mean you know she's she's grown past all that star <laughs> trek silliness right <laughs> in some relatively sad news which um both of these things have been kind of reported a lot this past week so there's not really that much discussion that you know kind of comes with it but just for the sake of reporting uh kirstie alley passed away sadly uh she was 71 years old uh, born in 1951 and passed away the earlier this week. And of course we all know her as the original Savick in wrath of Khan. Uh, most people also remember her very fondly from cheers where she played Rebecca mm -hmm. Veronica's closet, which I personally love. I thought it was hilarious and it had Kathy Najimi in it. And I just freaking love her. I and, never saw that, but I got constantly teased in the summer theater program about being in the closet <laughs> constantly. And I didn't know what being in the closet was then because I was like 11 and okay. didn't go to public school. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was in the let's sorry, look who's talking film series. 
and had a big role in Drop Dead Gorgeous. So, Kirstie Alley. Savick was my gateway into Trek. So, yeah. you know, sad. Yeah. So, well, I actually know her from the Olsen Twins movie that Chuck always mentions when he was trying oh, to get yeah. me to watch Deep Space Nine. Uh, she was in that. Uh, yeah. It takes two. That, was, that oh, is the yeah. main thing I know her from. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, condolences <laughs> to her family and friends yes. and fans. You yes. know, it's I know she was a mother and a grandmother and I've lost parents and grandparents before. So it's um, yeah. I know that's tough. Yeah. I, I can't even think of her as a grandmother. I know. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Anyway, story number three, Lower Decks was nominated for a Critics' Choice Television Award. And this is not the first time that Star Trek has received a Critics' Choice Award. All three of the Abrams films had been nominated for the Movie Award, but this is the first time that the television franchise has ever received a nomination. That's Mm. exciting. It is. It's pretty amazing that it's coming from Lower Decks, you know? Right. Uh, The award will be broadcast live on The CW on Sunday, January 15th. And... Uh, obviously, it was nominated in the Best Animated Series category, and its competition is Bluey, Bob's Burgers, Jindy Tartakovsky's Primal. Which oh, Primal is good. Is it real? I've never heard of yeah. that. I don't know what that is. Watch that. Okay, I will. Harley Quinn and Undone. Okay. I don't know what Undone is either. Okay. So Lower Decks pulling in the awards that Star Trek has never been nominated for before. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It Divide is. and conquer. You know, we got a lot of different genres going on now. Let's go yep. for all the awards. Yep. Exactly right. <laughs> One and of everything. That wraps up the news for this week. Awesome. And I'm not going to try to do this week in Trek history with Keith not here. Keith's the specialist on this, but I will mention that it's Rachel and Cheryl's birthday who played uh, Nan on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, today is her birthday. So Yay, if you're watching, birthday. Rachel, happy birthday. Koshli Stuck Josh. <laughs> that means happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> I didn't sing it. I just And there it. was there's also uh it's the anniversary of the release of Star Trek five? Six. Six, six, six. I think it's yes, six. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So see yeah. why we need Keith? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> We're stumbling through puts, it. He actually puts the research into this rather than That's just right. throwing it out all willy nilly. <laughs> right. But had we known that he wouldn't be here, we would have done that. Right. Yeah. Sadly. Um, so let me get a couple of comments. Vandy sure. Beth. Hi, Vandy Beth. Hey, Vandy Beth. Uh, thank you for defending democracy. That's right. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yo will play every character. Yes. She says. BT dubs. I don't know anything about wicked. It's a prequel to the wizard of Oz. Yes. And it tells the story of how a character called Elphaba becomes the wicked witch of the West. Whatever. (laughs) When I read the book, that's how I pronounce it. Okay. I've never seen. I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) So Elphaba, which sounds like, you know, letters in a row. Yes. Alphabet, you know? Yep. And then she says, wicked. Is it about croquet? <laughs> oh Maybe. Lord, that's hilarious. That, no, that's 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 about um uh which which character is Wicket? Wh- Wicket from uh the Ewok? Yeah. From Ewok. Okay, Ewok. Yes. Right. See, I, I my brain was going to Willow, but I yeah. was like, that's not right. right. No, I would watch Wicket though. Star Wars Wicket, do it. Yes, yes do, do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Bring it on. Right. 
<laughs> Disney Plus, get on that. That's right. <laughs> and I tell you, our news segment never generates this much wow. uh, uh, conversation. Elaine Sweatman says Cynthia Erivo, Ariana Grande, and Jeff Goldblum are also in Wicked. Oh, Ooh, I don't know I like who Jeff Cynthia Erivo is. I'm probably right. pronouncing it wrong, just like I did El Faba. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see Leah Michelle's name in there, and that makes me very sad. Uh, Bandy Beth says there's probably also a Mogwai by that name. Maybe, probably. maybe. There you go. That wraps up the news. All <laughs> right. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, we'll take a quick break and promote a fellow ESO Network podcast show. But don't go away because when we come back, we'll get into our discussion topic. In the mood to listen to some geeky conversations? Feel like the internet isn't the best place for an in-depth, respectful exchange of ideas? Then head on down to the 42Cast. It's a weekly show that covers a new geeky topic in comics, TV, movies, literature, or video games every week. We can be informative. Back in my day, kids, Pluto was a planet, so it's gonna stay a planet. <laughs> Irreverent. You learn so much from the X-Men. I mean, really. That Wolverine is the most important character no matter what. <laughs> Strange. It's like, you know, Grodd if he went into theology or something. Right? Or controversial. I believe and I will swear to my dying day that the Marvel Cinematic Universe began with Howard the Duck. Find us on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, 42cast.com, or esopodcast.com. It's the 42cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. And we're talking about uh, holodecks, rogue holodecks, holodeck adventures tonight. Yeah, um, I wonder why. Right. Some of our, don't give it, no, we're not, not in spoiler territory yet. <laughs> but right. talking about some of our favorite holodeck adventures and sort of what the, the adventures that we would have, I guess. And I guess some of our favorite rogue holodecks would be a good idea, too. Yeah. Um, so, Alan, you suggested it. Did you want to kick it off? Fair Haven. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That is not what? my favorite. No. I, I, I like Fairhaven. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. It was different. And, and I, I appreciated the difference. Right. There's yeah. a reason so, Chuck made me watch DS9 before Voyager. That's right. <laughs> I, I want to say that uh, when uh, Next Generation premiered in 87, I thought the holodeck was the coolest thing. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I was like, dude, that's the future right there. <laughs> yeah starships and all that stuff nah holodecks that's where it's at baby <laughs> yeah and we we're just talking about i mean a little bit last week when we we're talking about the pop culture of the star trek universe yeah that like holodecks try to murder you all the time yes like every time we see a holodeck something's wrong <laughs> right and i love that lower decks played that up to the hilt with badgie mm -hmm. oh greatest yeah. character ever in the history great. of star trek yeah yep. yeah yeah, and um, oh, yeah, let's oh, go sorry. Ahead. Okay, well, let's go ahead with uh, Matt. Matt Sweatman says the original Rogue Holodeck adventure, The Big Goodbye, is still hard to beat. I totally agree with you. I think that is oh, Chuck's gonna disagree with. I you. was gonna disagree because I was gonna say okay. my mind immediately goes to um, uh, Elementary Dear Data as being the best uh, early holodeck adventure. Like that's yes. sort of like what I think of as like the first rogue holodeck. I, I, I forget about the big goodbye to be honest with you. <laughs> Which one's the big goodbye? 
uh, Dixon, the Hill. Dixon Hill. Mm-hmm. I love that episode. And I think yeah. that that was, it was toward the end of season one of next gen. And I mm-hmm. think that that's where it, it like next gen first really kind of showed you the kind of show it could be, yep. you know, like it really stretched its m- m- method of storytelling and yeah. characterization. And it put all of our characters in new and interesting roles. Unlike that, you know, naked now thing. Naked, <laughs> what is it? Was it naked now? The naked now was yeah, yeah, next yeah. in, yeah. And I, I always conflate the big goodbye with that with that one with Loxana's on the holodeck. I always get those two crossed over in my in, in my brain. But the big goodbye is the one yeah. that Beverly's in it. And it has it has like the 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 Cyrus guy, and like he goes out into the hallway at the end, and they're gonna yeah. like go out into the ship, but then they start yeah. to dissolve. Am I thinking of the right one? Yeah, absolutely. That, that was a cool scene where you the yes, holodeck. I guess there's like a little bit that you can get outside the holodeck if you're a holodeck character and he walks right. out into the, into the corridor of the enterprise. And that, right. that was cool. Wait, <laughs> Elaine has corrected me. The naked now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Vandy Beth agrees with me with one, two, three, four, five, six throw up emojis <laughs> on Fairhaven. I'm with yeah. you, Vandy Beth. Yeah, I, I mean, Fairhaven is is fine. It's not the holiday adventure I would choose if I had anywhere in the universe to choose from. No, right? <laughs> I wouldn't go to Fairhaven. Right, exactly. But if you like didn't have like a Quark's bar or tin yeah. board, and you wanted a place to go, and you the one you decided to build happened to be an Irish town pub, yeah, then I could that's see where it. you go. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going for drinks in an Irish pub. Yeah, I mean, I would choose if I had to choose, I would go Vicks. If Vicks was available, yes. I would pick Vicks over the yes. Irish pub. But yeah. I wouldn't mind hanging out and playing pool and stuff in an Irish right. pub. That'd be fun. Right. Shoot yeah. a little pool. Yeah, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, holodecks are often trying to murder you. You know, do you, I mean, do you think realistically should Starfleet have banned them already? Okay. Well, okay. First of all, we only ever, you know, holodecks run all the time with lots sure. of different programs. And yeah. it's like, it's like, jet airline flights you only they're only in the news when something goes wrong okay you never get reports about all the hundreds of them that are okay well if you were in the star trek universe would you be nervous going into one knowing that over on the enterprise one of them went crazy and the guy took (laughs) over the ship and times a year tried to murder everybody on the enterprise Or would you be like, you know what? I'll do the Care Bear adventure. <laughs> I'm safe. The Care Bear adventure. Oh, I'd do the Care funny. Bear adventure. That'd be awesome. Uh, you definitely would do the Care Bear <laughs> yes. I would be a Care Bear. It'd yeah. Awesome. And if you're on the Enterprise, they would go crazy and try to murder the crew. <laughs> yes, exactly. Care Bears aren't above the little murder. I do not want to see murder. that episode. Star Trek. I do not want to see that episode. Well, murder too late. Care murdering Care Bears. Bears. You've, you've put it into the world. No, right. I did not. <laughs> well. um, I'm trying to think of times when we saw like a prominent holodeck episode where it wasn't trying to kill them. And take me out to the hollow suite springs to my mind. Yes. That's one that they're in the holodeck a lot. And it's just the holodeck is just the location. Where yes. At. Yes. Yeah. And I'm thinking also of um, the, the Dwight Schultz, at least the first one. You know, no, nothing was trying to be killed in that one. It was just him sort of being skeevy with the other characters. <laughs> when I stumbled into his, <laughs> you'll lock yes. that door, man. <laughs> you can't just walk into somebody's holodeck. Well, yeah. Riker should it, know that. Right. Of all people. Let's see. Bandy Beth says, like a Care Bear couldn't crush you if the safety protocols got turned off. You know it. <laughs> yeah. They will crush you with sweet. love. 
and recurse you with love. That is that is true. <laughs> I will take being crushed by love. So, what what would your holodeck adventure be if you if you had the ho- access to a holodeck? What, what would you pick? So, are we talking about if I were in the Star Trek world or if I had a holodeck now? Because that would be two different answers. Both. Yeah. Sure, okay. Both. both. Well, the 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 first answer to both of those is. I am not talking about that on a live show. <laughs> <laughs> the the further answer in in my personal real life, my the first thing that I was thinking about this this morning, and the first thing that came up was I would recreate the Jupiter two on Lost in Space. Yeah, because yeah. You, have you noticed that that's been my answer to a number of questions that have come up? <laughs> yeah, I think recreating we had this the question of the some, week once or something. We, we did. I remember exactly. you saying that? Right. Yeah recreating in some way the jupiter 2 and i would just live on it mm-hmm. um i would probably i love the idea of like you know not like like just recreating a, a novel or mm-hmm. a movie or something and and like existing in that yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah i love that so yeah okay veronica then what movie or novel would you pick that you would so the novel, it's actually like a whole world, um, but it's the Tortal universe by Tamora Pierce. Okay. okay. Um, but it's like females disguising themselves as boys to become knights of the realm and so forth and so on and magic and mm-hmm. gods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And That's just cool. existing in that world and knowing the story and seeing everything play out, even though I already know it's going to happen, but it's still fun <laughs> to watch. Exactly. And right. that's the thing. It, it, even if you know what's going to happen, existing in it mm-hmm. would be so fun, you know. And I think one of the one of the easy go to answers that you would expect to hear someone say would be the whole Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would love to do that. But you know, you can go to Orlando and you can do that. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. that's incredibly <laughs> immersive. That's like being in a holodeck. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Um, Tony Cade says. I love the original Lost in Space and the next Netflix version. Well, in my holodeck, it's only the original. (laughs) Welcome, Tony. I like the Netflix version also. I like the first season the best. The second season, I struggled a little bit, but I think they they got it back a little bit in the third. But I I, I love both versions of Lost in Space. But welcome to the the show. It's great to hear from you. Yeah. All right. So, Chuck, what would you do on your personal holodeck? So am I picking a work of literature or just whatever? Whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you would use it for. It's funny because I would, I would like if I had a holodeck now, mm-hmm. I would pick Star Trek and I would go be in Star Trek, which is See, funny because the people in Star Trek would want to come be now. Yes. <laughs> you know? Right. And that's exactly what I would do. If I, if I had one here, I would recreate the bridge of the enterprise right. or the defiant around. or something. And I would, I would just live out my Star Trek fantasies. You, you know, recreate DS9 and just live there with all the characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Walk yeah. around the promenade. Heck yeah. 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 Odo would be like getting me away from Jake's corner all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is not your corner. <laughs> I'd be Go flipping away. sand peas at the passersby. <laughs> 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 It'd be great. Ordering your Jamja stick and your Rectagino. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. But I'll then bring my if- Rectagino mug. But then if I were in the Star Trek world and I had access to a holodeck, I would, you know, recreate after doing all the other stuff that I already mentioned, which, you know, is is unmentionable on this show. Then <laughs> I I would, you know, like recreate moments of Federation history, mm-hmm. you know, like we kind of saw 
in the final episode of Enterprise. Not to <laughs> not to spoil Elaine or anything, but y- you'll get there very soon. <laughs> but that's yeah. what I would do. I would, so I would go back to... When you said that, I was... And even though you said the final episode of Enterprise, I was like, wait, wait, he means Voyager, right? Because I, I also <laughs> no. haven't seen the final episode of Enterprise. <laughs> Tony Cade would add himself as a character in the Dominion War. Ooh, yes, baby. Which... Which side, Tony? Would you be fighting for the Dominion <laughs> or the Federation? <laughs> Fair question. You know, you could do both. Fair, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe you could get in on the other side and see if you could turn it around and make them win. Right. <laughs> I would be the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if I was in Star Trek, I mean, what they're usually looking for is a simpler time. You know? Yeah, Which, that's true. You know, and often they'll, they'll like... Bashir and O'Brien would always be doing like the Alamo. Yeah. Or which is like Deep Space Nine, but like in the old West times. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or or they'd be fighting at some battle or going kayaking and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, like the people on lower decks like have Star Trek adventures in the holodeck. <laughs> you yeah, know? Like they're they're young officers on like a, a mm-hmm. lower tier ship and they're yeah. dreaming of being the bridge crew and things like that. So I, I that's exactly. Cool. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Of, I guess I would probably go to the 60s. I mean, I'm not. I'm predicting. Oh, well, come I, on. I mean, I, it's, I, I it's mean, Vic, Vic sort of sums up what I would do on the holodeck anyway. I'd, <laughs> I'd be like, nah, you have to drag me out of that thing. That's <laughs> a good point. Because when, you know, on like other shows, when questions get asked, like, what would you do if you had a TARDIS? I always say I would go to Woodstock. I would go to Live Aid. I would go to. I would take a GoPro and I would go to any show of David Bowie's on the Diamond Dogs tour because it is incredibly underrepresented. There is no like real recordings, video recordings or otherwise from that tour. And apparently it was an amazing tour. So that's what I would do. So, yes, if I had a holodeck, I would just recreate those things and just exist in three and a half days of love, peace and, and nakedness in the mud. Right. Heck yeah. Well, would you would you recreate it accurately, or would you like go like, hey, David Bowie, want to go see Elvis with me, and <laughs> <laughs> like mash it up? I would do both. I would okay. do the accurate one first, and then okay. I would like play with it and have that'd be kind of new... cool though, because you could yeah. be at the Bowie concert and then just get up on stage and be like, hey, David, I'm going to jump on the drums. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, exactly right. Right. That's exactly what I would do. And I guess it's, it wouldn't matter if you're skilled or not. You can go to the holiday and just beat on the drums and they would they could all act like yeah. you're playing the drums. <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean you can play <laughs> the drums. The but dra- for me, I would like, just be you know, I'd be like animal on on, on the Muppet <laughs> show. I'd just be <laughs> down on that thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but you know, speaking of um in the um not in the pale moonlight, um uh, it, it's only a paper moon is another prominent yeah. holiday episode where it wasn't rogue and trying to kill yeah. anybody. It was just existing yeah. and they were just hanging out. That's two for yep. DS nine. I haven't thought of any of the other ones yet. Well, there's um, I don't remember every instance of it, but in Voyager, Janeway recreated Leonardo's studio that she would, mm-hmm. you know, That's set up true. shop in a little corner of and just yeah. do her drawings and her paintings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, I guess another one. Yeah. And I mean, DS9 had a good rogue holodeck episode too, though. Um, and now, uh, our man Bashir, mm-hmm. when oh, yes. all the character, like the like their physical bodies became holodeck characters. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they had to store them. Yeah, and then they had to play. It, it, it's just an opportunity for for the cast to play, but it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah, I really like that concept. And it wasn't really a rogue holodeck. 
exactly. No, but they were no. sort of stuck in the holodeck. It yeah. was still like yeah. you're in the holodeck and you're in actual jeopardy. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. it, it wasn't rogue, but the situation, I guess, kind mm-hmm. of was. Matt says, quote, I'm Minuet and I like all jazz. <laughs> yeah. Minuet was a good program, too, because she could pick up on Patrick Stewart's French accent. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Good point. You have to have you'd be very perceptive to pick that up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but I mean, in some of the newer shows, too, I, I really liked Sukal. I like the the glitchy, mm-hmm. like hundred year old holodeck that they were yeah. Sukal was living in. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a that was a good use of it. Um, yeah. I like uh, and this one was trying to kill something or someone, but for a reason. And that's when Troy was taking her officers, her command officer training. Mm-hmm. When she was trying to pass the the command test, oh yeah, it was trying to kill everybody because she had to learn. You, there are times when you have to order someone to their death, mm-hmm. and when she finally figured that out, that was what solved the thing. But yes, so the 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 holodeck was trying to kill the entire crew, but because that was its job, right? Vandy Beth says anyone who claims they wouldn't use the holodeck exactly the way Barkley does is lying. I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent, yeah. But hopefully by the 24th century, they'll worked out um, the, the, the consent issues of it. Like you, like you, you would want your coworkers in there, like recreating you in the holodeck, you know, like yeah. it needs to be like exactly. people who have agreed to have their image in there. Exactly. Uh, so I wouldn't do quite like what Barley was doing, but you know, um, in a more ethical way, I would hope. <laughs> yeah. You would hope. Right. But yeah, I mean the, you know, the holodeck is for porn. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's right. what it's for. Come on. Yeah. The hollow deck is really, really great. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, you can use it for training and you can use it for instruction and you can use it for bettering your command skills and you can use it to investigate Star Trek or, or Starfleet history. And, you know, but mm-hmm. we know we all know. Yeah. I need to make that a song. <laughs> and and the- always, always knock before you go in the holodeck. Yep. <laughs> Just, Isn't that the truth? Yeah, just a good good tip. <laughs> All right. Well, did we want to go ahead and transition over into talking about Prodigy? Yeah, yeah. Why not? All right. You want to give us out a spoiler warning, Veronica? Boop. 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 Spoilers. Boop. Boop. Spoilers. She'll just keep going. I know. <laughs> and that's spoilers for Star Trek Prodigy, Ghost in the Machine. Uh, which aired today, and uh, I mean, it was uh, had some surprises in it. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a nice sort of, you know, it was almost like a, a sideline episode where it's not following or not continuing the main storyline directly. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, just gives you a boom punch. Yeah. Right. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and Tony's taking off to go watch Prodigy. Uh, thanks for joining us, Tony, and I hope you come back and watch the rest after you've seen it. Uh, but that's why we did the spoiler warnings, just because we don't want to trip anybody up. Yep. That's right. Take care, yep. Tony. It's nice to hear from you, dude. Absolutely. Um, so were you disappointed that it wasn't a me- didn't pick up on what happens, what's going on with Janeway? With last, real, last week, yeah, last week Janeway. we ended with Janeway yes. on the floor. Yeah. Yes, I, I am, but... I'm okay with it because the, uh, this needed a full episode to tell the story that it was telling. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm, 
I'm anxious to know what happens with real Janeway, but yeah. I don't mind it being delayed for a week when yeah. you get an episode this cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. with its yeah. own big twist at the end. Right. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, it's, I, I like the idea that it's like a, like a holodeck escape room. Hey, you stole my line. I didn't steal your line. Yes, you did. I said that earlier. Okay, and then you go were ahead. like, oh I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry. I was going to say that when they first got like mm-hmm. in there and everyone was like, ooh, I have to find this clue. <laughs> this <is> stupid. <laughs> I was like, this is a typical escape room. Yes, and they is. all get a clue and they put it all together. And I'm like, right. they're doing an escape room so the kids will relate to it. That's so cute. <laughs> yes. Good observation, and, Veronica. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I make... Well, I have made one escape room at my library and I plan on doing another one next year. And I got a great new clue, like game idea from this episode. Tellerite bikers. Exactly. (laughs) My that was that was like a Street Fighter Ninja Turtle type of like a video game. Yeah. I like how he had like a special move. Yeah, like like like, like, a, like a Street fists. Fighter or something. Where yeah, he had like the super power punch. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because why wouldn't you? You could do that in Mm -hmm. in in a holodeck you know especially if you really want to beat up someone yeah and that seems to me like something that like people who were kids when i was a kid watching star trek holodeck episodes and then grew up playing games like street fighter now you're adding in other things to it that they wouldn't have thought of yeah that's true i I like that i like that we got a black and white segment in it which uh kind of not intentionally i'm sure calls back to the black and white holodeck scene that we got in lower decks this past season Oh, with right. with Shaxx and and Tana, <laughs> right? They were using the holodeck for what you use. I told for. you, <laughs> right? And yeah, and, and both are kind says, of sterilize after use is the cardinal rule. <laughs> that that's yeah. right. That's right. That's why you don't want to be the ensign. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and both of them are kind of riff, riffing on the uh, Captain Proton stuff with the black and white scenes in the yeah. holodeck. Yeah. But I liked that you had all the different scenarios in here, but they weren't just. They did. They it wasn't actually Captain Proton, and it wasn't yeah. you know different things that we've seen before. It was their yeah. own little adventures. I thought that was I thought that was good. Yeah, I was just half expecting like a bit character to come out when they mm. first went in there, mm-hmm. and then I was like, ooh, ooh, they're gonna call someone on stage. Ooh, I wonder which character it is. <laughs> That's true. It could have been James Darren. That would have been awesome. <gasps> been amazing. If yes. James Darren was up there. Oh my gosh, that would have been incredible. No kidding. I want to interject super quick. How did we not think to bring up Captain Proton when we were doing our first segment? <laughs> what is true. wrong with us? Especially you, because you're a big, the big Captain Proton guy. I know. But that's oh going gosh. sideways. So we were we were thinking about episodes that where it hadn't gone sideways for a while. That's mm-hmm. when I had thought about like mm-hmm. Captain Proton and Bride of Chaotica, because but I couldn't say Bride of Chaotica because like things went sideways. As per usual. Okay. Oh no. Right. Good thoughts. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> I have thoughts. Yeah, but I, I. Oh, Elaine says I love that Murph sings and dances. Yes. Was Murph singing or was he lip syncing? L- lip syncing. That's yeah. what I thought. Because yeah. at first I was like, ah, that's a big jump from the little squirty noises he makes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> squirty noises. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Oh uh, well, well. What do we think about the Murph sequence? That yeah. was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a big Murph guy. I don't think it might be an unpopular opinion. I and I liked Murph better yeah. before he had legs. Me too. So, I'm, <laughs> Me too. I'm making, maybe I'm, I'll come around on Murph, but as of right now, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for there to be some actual development with him. 
Yeah. Like I feel like something's being saved, you know? Yeah. And when we get the thing that's being saved, we're going to be like, dude, like it was all worth the wait. But so far I'm just, he's just a throwaway character to me. Yeah. 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 It's like they're trying to do the group, but it's not really recruiting for me. You know what I mean? No. Yes. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but who I do like is Rock Talk, and she's <gasps> figured everything out. Yeah. I love her. I love she's her. Like solving half the puzzles. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> Which is good. Her. I love that. And I love that they got into the fix, and she still had to do a big like Rock Talk smash. Yeah. yeah, you know, right? That was awesome. Yeah, Rock Talk Please? smash. <laughs> what did you think of all the Doctor Nooms in the holodeck? Yeah, I, that, that really, was... that really got to Jankum. That doc, Doctor Nooms barbs. Yeah, I know exactly. I wonder how much time he's actually spent with Tellarites because we, we saw him as an orphan yeah. and we saw him coming out of cryo, right? And he's it. got the sort of the argumentative nature of the Tellarites, but then he meets a Tellarite and the Tellarite insults him. And now he's like two weeks later, he's upset about it, right? You know, you wouldn't think that normal. Tell- I mean, I wouldn't guess Tellarites normally would be upset about being insulted two weeks later. Yeah, that, you that, know? that, that seems right. like um, a thing that Tellarites do all the time, yeah, right. But yeah, man, he, I don't, how much time has he spent with Tellarite culture, though? Mm-hmm. You know, well, how we don't know how old he was when he went into cryo, but he was True. clearly close to the age that we see him now. Yeah, he looks so like it, yeah. theoretically, he grew up with Tellarites. Yeah, he would think yeah. so. Yeah. So he should know something. Yeah. But Dr. Noom got under his skin. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. I, I liked all of the, the different holodeck scenarios merging together. Slowly. That was a really neat idea. Yeah. At first, I thought it was the they were just like reusing the stock uh, yeah. drawing they already had, which was part of the reason they were merging the characters, because it was the, the, the same couple of characters over and over, which it makes it mm-hmm. easier to animate. Mm-hmm. It's true. But then and then I had said that to Chuck and Chuck was like, well, yeah, but they're merging. Yeah, it's all Dr. That's Gnome. Because at first you said, like, oh, like, they're using the same Tellarite face over and over yes. again. Like, well, it's, this, it's the same guy. It's supposed to be the same face. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's right. what they're doing. Right. Um, and and it, I mean, I, li- I like the I liked it as they they they, they were just like everything start, started just intermingling with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what do we like about the, about the I mean, backing up a little bit about the reveal um, when they thought they were out of the holodeck. They, they just went to bed. They had, had ice cream and went to bed. And then holodeck characters are roaming the halls. Yeah. As soon as that happened, I was like, they're still on the holodeck. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's new for them, yeah. you know, but and if you se- were 10, we've seen that happen before. Be- right. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if this is a next gen episode, I expect that sequence would have gone on longer yes. with random characters and people following them in the hallways and yeah. mm-hmm. trying to solve the mystery before they, because in, in prodigy, it was pretty quick. They, yeah, they yeah. figured out they were in the holodeck still. Sure. And that reminds me of another, not holodeck, but another hollow manipulation episode that I really loved. And I can't remember the name of it. It was next gen, like season six. The one okay. where the alien kid is trying to keep Riker oh, yeah. from oh, leaving him. That, that, oh, I love that episode. That was so a good much. holodeck episode. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that just came to my head and I had to put it out. There. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, I just thought of something. There needs to be a singing, dancing Murph on the shelves before Christmas. Okay, I mean it could happen. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, they 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 don't seem to be quite as quick on the draw with some of these things as I yeah. as I think they should be. No. Like right. I thought they should have had that 
that Klingon game should have been like available for download yeah. that night. Yes. You know, like yeah. at yes. least like level one, even if you don't have the whole thing done. I, yes, yeah. or at least exactly. pre-order something. Yeah, something. But nothing yeah. on that. Pre-order yeah. for twenty twenty-five. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. But then I also (laughs) thought that Star Wars should have had a like a little toy Grogu, even though we didn't know that's what he was called at the time for that first Christmas season after season one ended. Right. Yeah. uh, Why did they not have that ready to go? Mm -mm. How how could they not have predicted this is going to blow up? Right. Yeah. It'll be the the hot toy of the year. Yes. Yeah. Dude. (laughs) Anyway. said people got homemade ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I liked okay there, a couple of things. I liked the use of the holodeck for the the you know this is the typical Star Trek thing where you're using the holodeck to figure out a solution to a situation before you go into the situation. I thought that was yep. really good. I liked that it they had run it eighty seven times before you know and they still hadn't gotten anywhere. Do we not think? That okay, first of all, we mentioned a week or so ago, you know, that they could communicate with Morse code as a way of not triggering the device to damage other ships. Mm-hmm. Is a laser or phaser beam a weird way to try and communicate with Morse code? Yes, <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yes. like you've got lights all like over the a, ship, a just flip them on yeah, off. lights or send out like a beep, 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 beep. yes, right. I thought that was so interesting. I was like, well, of course they think you're shooting at them. Why? Because they're shooting at them. Right. But but, but props to them for figuring out they could use Morse code. Yeah. And I mean, learning what Morse code is because they're and, yeah. all from space. Yeah. Right. I also want you to know, know how down you what a library book was. Well, there's libraries on other planets. There was one but on checking Sarpedon. out libraries. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think other I think probably that's a concept that's around the galaxy. I feel like not. You think it's too human? You think it's too? I think it's too human okay. and too current century. And, okay. and I you also wouldn't don't... be checking out anything. And I mm. also don't think that there were libraries in his petri dish. No, but yes, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But between he's... the petri dish and the planet that he got labored on, and yeah. the mm-hmm. Ferengi place, I can guarantee you they do not have a library. Well, they do, but the fees are awful. <laughs> 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 don't be late. <laughs> Three bars of gold press latinum. <laughs> right. Per page. <laughs> per page. Lord. Well, the thing that bugged me, or I didn't really understand, was how come Dahl has a command code? Oh, yeah. Where, where did he get it? That's true. And th- a code that Janeway doesn't know. That's true. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I didn't think of that when I was watching it, but something about it just made me think. You know, but yeah, because he's not actually in Starfleet. Yeah, exactly. Why would he have and, and most of what he knows about Starfleet, Janeway's taught him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Something about that didn't sit right with me, but I didn't really ponder it. Yeah. So I'm glad that you did. And thank you for <laughs> sussing it out for me. Right. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a fun episode, though. I thought that, that, that you know, I, I enjoyed the little insights into the characters, like two weeks in a row where you just sort of get insights into the characters, which mm-hmm. I really, I like building up the characters. I think that works out Ooh, really I well. Lo- yeah. Speaking of building up the characters, I, I loved, um, <sighs> what's her face and her dad in the black and white holodeck. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gwen and oh, Gwen, there we go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Um, 
Matt tells me that the episode I'm thinking of is Future Imperfect. And Eric Watts says, going back to our first discussion, that he adored Stephanie Beecham as Countess Bartholomew in Ship in a Bottle. I adore Stephanie Beecham in every single thing I've ever seen her in. And I've seen her in a lot of stuff. And I love her. And when she was in Star Trek, I was like, holy moly, Stephanie Beecham is in Star Trek. (laughs) I love her. I have no idea who that is. Love her. Well, I will I'll show you some stuff. Okay. <laughs> Start with Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, really. Just watch that first. Right. And okay. she's really good in that episode, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm then, sure once I'll have seen her, I'll be like, oops. oh yeah. Because that's exactly viral. <laughs> and you might know her from um uh, Sequest, what you call it? DSV? No? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Bronco's seen much Sequest. Uh, I have seen Sequest. I've seen a couple of okay. parts of episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you have homework. Yeah. Because it's the 30th <laughs> anniversary of Sequest this coming year. So. Oh, that's. I think it's coming out on Blu-ray. So. Oh, yeah. sweet. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll have to save that for the next time we do our Beyond Trek. Beyond. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is one of my favorite shows we've ever done. <laughs> I know. We're going to do it again. Yeah, baby. Okay, so what else about... Okay, so we haven't talked about the big end. Is mm-hmm. there anything that we haven't covered yet getting up to the big end? So like the pirate ship or... yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I did have something about the pirate ship. Okay. I When I first saw it, I was like, hey, that's the pirate ship from the beginning of Generations. And Chuck was like, no, it's not. <laughs> because that wasn't a pirate ship. <laughs> they're, they're, they both have sails. You're... <laughs> the coloring looked the same. Come on. They're made of wood. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it has the two stairs. Okay. They're both ships. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think it was a nod. I was like, like that and the black and white thing are sort of nods to things that we've seen on holidays mm-hmm. before, but not doing the same thing again. Right. You exactly. Know, doing a little, something a little bit different with it, which I, I appreciate. I mean, you would think there'd be more holodeck pirate episodes by now mm-hmm. after all the, all the, all the holodeck episodes we've seen. Yeah. And I, I, I do, I really enjoyed the the first sequence that we saw, which was in the what club? Yeah, the little mystery club. club. The what? The key club? The key club? Was it called the key club? No, it wasn't. It was Key Master Club? No, it didn't have no, key in it. Anyway, yes, it but I, I really enjoyed No, no. They, they were looking for a key, but the the original thing that they went in wasn't didn't have yeah, key it was kind name. of like a, a kid adventure series. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I love they... that that was Zero's, you know, mm-hmm. recreation. I thought that yeah. was really cute. Uh, yeah, and, and Zero got to solve the mystery at the end. Yeah. Like they got to be the one to figure out the mystery. So it's... I want more games in general like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sort of t- it sort of ties in with their love of doing little mystery stories. Well, know? it was neat that exactly because it was neat that each one of the stories uh really sort of amplified the personality of the person that it came from, you mm-hmm. know, rock <laughs> likes her little sweet, squishy animal, weird, you know, things. And she likes to hug them. And, you know, I, I just thought I love that. I thought it was, it was really good. And if, and it really told you, you know, a little bit more about each character. Yeah. So that one that sort of came out like a Kraken at the end, and that yes. was her favorite one. Is it usually Kraken sized or was it like larger for that v- adventure? Yeah. I feel like it was I don't larger know. for that adventure. Uh, I don't Probably. know. I guess I could see Rock Talk snuggling a giant True. <laughs> squid monster. In the True. Holodeck. But at the same time, the one in the actual key club or whatever it was called in the black and white sequence, you know, it was like, hey, what are you looking at? 
you know, mm. they don't, they don't do that. So I think it sure. was, you know, I think it was amplified for okay. the, you know, it was serving yeah. a purpose in the, like in the pirate story, there probably is a Kraken kind of thing, but yep. that thing took its place. <laughs> it could have been Dr. Noom. <laughs> <laughs> Very like, like animal at the end of the Muppet movie. <laughs> Heck yes. Or Murph. Like you've done yes. anything with it. Yeah. Yes. Love it. That's awesome. Okay. So you want to go into the big ending? Let's go. Oh. So it turns out hologram Jane way was behind the whole thing. She's been corrupted. That's crazy. I wonder when she got corrupted. Yeah. I would expect it was when they discovered that that thing, you know, the yes. um the the evil evil thing in the in the ship. Yes. That'd be my guess. Oh, you wouldn't think that I, I mean I, or I could I guess I guess they you know dreadnought could have downloaded it and it could have been dormant in it all this time because mm-hmm. they were looking for Starfleet, so it had yes. no reason to interfere. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What I don't understand is why Janeway didn't like do some kind of pep talk to get them to go again. And the hollow duck let them succeed. So then they'd go to Starfleet. Um, mm-hmm. Matt says that it was called the key club. I don't think. Aha. It <laughs> mm, brought a point. Alan and Chuck. <laughs> Fine. I'm the one who gets the points. Y'all don't. Fine. <laughs> At I least thought it was like it was Clue Club or something, you know, more alliterative than that. But uh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I don't remember. So I'm not going to jump in. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter to me what it was. It right. was still fun. No matter I what. I was right about something. I remembered something. I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah. That's all I need. I agree. I'm <laughs> proud of you. And it's something from a Star Trek episode. And you I know, us right? on it, So I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm I surprised what she... I watched less than an hour ago. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> I ask her a year from now what that club was called. Nope. Oh, ask her tomorrow. Come on. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow I'll still probably remember because I'm very proud. <laughs> so, you should be. So this is the first episode in a while that we didn't have any scenes set on Janeway's ship. Yeah. Real yeah. Janeway with her crew. Right. Um. So I thought that was I thought that was interesting, especially after the big uh, cliffhanger that we got last week. Yeah. Right? And. Everything we saw leads up to, you know, this unexpected reveal at the end of this, where we know that the hologram Janeway has been compromised. And can you trust anything from from that? I mean, we've seen other things happen to that program before now. Yeah. It's just like the holodeck. Can you I trust know. it at all? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so He's no doctor. That's a truth. Oh, but he got corrupted too. He corrupted himself. He's been corrupted. Look at me remembering stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica's on a roll. Two points. <laughs> um, and I just lost the thing I was going to you give yourself points. I think Matt has to award the points. <laughs> Matt, give me another point for remembering the time the doctor corrupted himself. Oh, that's funny. Um, there was something I was just going to say. <laughs> well, I, what I was going to say is. I mean, we know that they can't really trust hologram Janeway right now. Right. But then the Dauntless is bearing down on them. Who's in right. command of the Dauntless? Right. Because Janeway got karate right. chopped. Right. So, exactly. But then I was thinking, Asensia's got that thing. So is Asensia going to take over, like, become Janeway? And now you can't yes. trust any Janeways. Yeah. <laughs> That's, this is getting so complicated. I know. I love it. 
which is a point that I, I, I was going to make last week and I forgot, was that they did the old karate chop to the neck to knock somebody out. That's all. Yes. I, that's, like, that's a Shatner move right yes. there. That's a jerk. <laughs> that is that is traditional Trek right there. That's right. Dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Now that they're out of the neutral zone and they're confronting that ship, it's going to come to a head. And we've got three episodes left to go. Yeah. So there's got to be some point in the next three episodes, I think, where the real Janeway finds out the truth of the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can drag it out any longer. They could. Mm-hmm. They could. They I could find they a way don't. to escape. That's this. too yeah. long. They seem to be pretty good at yes getting to a point and taking a turn. Yes. So it's, you know, I mean, with the show's come a long way in the last 17 episodes God, from yes. where they started, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I I don't think they will. I don't think they'll drag it too long. But mm-hmm. I am interested to see what the next turn, what next turn is going to be. I'm hoping that they go time traveling to find Chakotay. That's exactly what I think. So I think yeah. it's going to end with you know this whole thing you know quote unquote wrapped up because <laughs> the storyline continues to unfold. So I don't think that it'll ever get to a wrapped point. But I think that from the end of this season and going into season two, that's what they're going to have to do is is go back to. Um, you know, back in time to mm-hmm. find out wherever Chakota or forward in time. Now I don't remember which way he went. Um, he's in the to, he's in the future. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, to to find Chakota because they right. and then they have to confront that whole situation with the Valnakot. Yeah. I think that's going to be the the big storyline for season two, and I'm mm-hmm. I think See, that's going to be exciting. That's what they're going to figure out is the way to save the Federation is they have to send the Prodigy into the future just like they did with Control. Oh, oh to there you go. Okay. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Veronica's just on fire. Three tonight. points. I, <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah, award um, you this point on Matt's behalf. Right. Yeah. Uh, alternative idea, which okay. Okay. doesn't make okay. any sense, but I'm going to say it anyway, <laughs> is all right, for the cliffhanger, they just drive it into like Protostar Drive and go super fast, right? And then they yep. stop. Boom, there's a Jim Hadar warship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Makes no okay. sense, but I want the Jim Hadar back. <laughs> I'm I can get behind that. Nice. I don't know if Matt is concurring with Alan's awarding of my point or with Chuck's point. So Matt, you're gonna need to clarify that. Because <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with your concurring with Alan for my point, just yes. because you're the one that gets out the points. So um <laughs> Because Chuck doesn't get points. So you can't agree with him. Oh. <laughs> Chuck gets all uh, the points as far as yes, I'm concerned. Does. Yes, he does. He does. <clears throat> all right. Um, now we kind of talk. Veronica has three points. Yep. Matt has confirmed. There so. we go. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we needed an official <laughs> official word. <laughs> all right. So we we had talked and we didn't decide on this for sure. So maybe I'm going on a limb here. But did we want to do a question of the week this week? Mm, no. No. We're gonna I, didn't look, we'll, I didn't look for one. Okay. We'll do if one next okay. week then. Y- yeah, we can do that. Well, uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say y'all chat uh, okay. about something and then I'll find sure. something. Okay. Okay. We will. Ready or go. maybe someone that's um, watching this has a question. That is a good yeah. idea, too. Yeah. Yeah. If you Four points for Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it out right now. Uh, otherwise, uh, Veronica and I will chat while Alan finds one. And then because we've got like nine minutes left. So, yeah. 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 We're going to we're going to fill the time somehow. 
Yeah. Um, I think I've been having more fun this episode because I've had a bottle of Moscato that I've been <laughs> <know>. drinking on. <laughs> I've been drinking out of the bottle, just to clarify. I've been pouring it in a glass, yeah. plastic glass, not a wine glass. Yeah, because you're uh, classy. Because, yes, I'm okay. extremely classy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got a question. We have a question of the week from okay. Elaine Sweatman. Hey. Woo! Hey, it's someone that was listening. If watching. you had a complete newbie that would that wanted to start watching Trek, would you suggest watching them in release order, starting with the original series, or would you suggest watching them in chronological order, starting with Enterprise? Mm. Depends on the person. That's true. Well, I wouldn't suggest anybody start with Enterprise. No, um, it doesn't matter who that. Like, I, <laughs> it doesn't matter who they are. I don't think I don't think Enterprise is a good starting point for Star yes. Trek. Yeah. Um, I do think the original <laughs> series is a good starting point for Star Trek, but for a lot of folks, just the age of the show is a barrier mm-hmm. for, barrier to entry. Yeah, yeah. So I would. I also wouldn't recommend starting with the original series, even though it's my favorite TV show of all time. Right. Probably what I would recommend starting with would be the original series movies, starting from Wrath of Khan. Oh, that's a good. Mm-hmm. Idea. I think Wrath of Khan is a good entry point, and yeah. it's like the famous one, this. and it's Khan. Yeah. And, and if you're not me. a Star Trek fan, you know you've heard of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. So yes. I think watching those movies first. Kirk Spot Khan. That's who right. You know. And mm-hmm. the production values are are more in line with what we're accustomed to now. Uh, and then you can go back and watch the original series mm-hmm. once you know the characters in the universe a little bit better, or you can continue on the next gen and circle back around. But I think the original <laughs> series movies that's are a exactly good exactly the path I took. Yeah, I think look that's at a, me now. I'm running a well, podcast. <laughs> me too, because I was watching the original series movies when I was a kid before I was a fan of the original series because my parents liked them. Oh, and so very nice. I, I think that that's the probably the best entry point into Star Trek. That's a good idea. That's a very good point. Yeah, but not the first movie. No, no, the first <laughs> movie. No, <laughs> no. My earliest right. memory of watching the first movie was that it was just guys wearing white, standing in white rooms. For, these yes. guys, for however long I watched it. That was my impression yes. of the movie. So, uh, yeah. But now and, and, I love it. I actually and one bald chick. <laughs> right. I just got the big 4K set. I love that movie. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's the best starting point for Star Trek now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, now that you say that, because you know, when people ask that question, I only really think in terms of TV. Mm-hmm. I do think that Rathacon is a great starting point. Yeah. Although I will say that it didn't work as well with my partner. Oh no, that's okay. okay. Yeah, but we happens. saw the we saw the in the theater we saw the you know, like the extended edition, mm-hmm. which is great. It's not as good. But no, it isn't because yeah. it it sort of like destroys the pacing of that mm-hmm. original theatrical release. Yeah, and the pacing of that first movie, the the first release of it is so good. Yeah, and I, you didn't no, the, you didn't need a lot of that extra. Yeah. Yeah, the director's cut, I don't care for. Yeah. And it, I, I have I had a VHS copy of it before mm-hmm. it was released on DVD because it yeah. aired on TV on ABC or something uh, a long time ago. And yeah. that guy on the internet mailed it to me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think any of the additions add to the movie. No. Is the point. It just you know? slows it down. Right. Unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Which is why they got cut. Yeah, I think Wrath of Khan right. is perfect as is. And it's the best 100%. starting point for Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's interesting. So, Veronica, would you have any other suggestion? Well, I was going to say it kind of depends on the the person and what they've already seen. So if they're like already BSG fans, I'd probably start with like season three of DS9. Or if if they liked the classic type shows, like if I had met Chuck and he he liked a whole bunch of like classic stuff and had never seen Star Trek. I mean, before I met him, if I was also if I had already been into Star Trek as much as I am now before I met Chuck. Sure. <laughs> like if you're a huge fan of the Wild Wild West and get smart, I would say, well, yeah, throw on the original series. How yeah, do you yeah. not seen that? What's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but for a lot of folks, that's 
like they can't they have a hard time getting past the 1960s-ness of it and not only production values but also some of the things that we sort of attribute to the time right like the sexism and you know people in brown face and things like that that um we sort of we know is there but it's not why we watch star trek but for Mm -hmm. you know if you're a young person watching it now you may think like well (laughs) what why is that lady serving coffee during the emergency? What's her job? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to keep the officers awake. They need right. coffee. Right. Elaine says that, well, we did start with Enterprise, but she had seen bits and pieces of TOS and TNG. Okay. So, so it wasn't yeah. like your your husband was like pulling you into Star Trek only through Enterprise. Right. Because so, I wouldn't recommend that. I don't I know. like Enterprise. I do. I like Enterprise fine. Um, yeah, I wish there was more than three characters on it. <laughs> well, I love that's... those three characters, but yes. I think Enterprise. I mean, this is, uh, this is too late in the show to get into this, but I think <laughs> Enterprise feels very much like a copy of a copy. Whereas, you know, I mean, like it's like the third generation of next gen. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, it, I don't think it's the sharpest of those generations. You know what I mean? If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. All right. So, thank you, Elaine, for that great question. Mm-hmm. And if anyone Yay. else has a suggestion. Hang on. Matt says that Elaine loves exclamation point Scott Bakula. I mean, yeah. so I'd say yeah. if you I like do. the original Quantum Leap, I might have said, hey, watch a few episodes of Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. All depends on what you know. So if you would like to pitch us a question of the week, we would love that. Just email us at earthstationtrek at gmail.com or drop it on our Facebook page or, or you or. can call into our new hotline. That's right. And hear my message. Yes, no one's heard her message. Veronica will greet you when you call in. And where would you call? Would you like to know? We have a jingle. 301. Three, wait, no. wait, that's not it. No. That's not it. 307. Uh-huh. What is it? Is that it? It's 307-387-1701. Damn it. I knew it. I, I, <laughs> 307-387-1701. That's right. There you yes. go. <laughs> yeah, Call the number. Yeah. And Veronica ooh, 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 set ooh. it all up for us and did the message and everything. So yeah. I'd love for folks to call in and hear her message and, and leave us a message. I think it's fun if we have these ready yes. to go and ready to play on the show. Be- yeah. Yes, because yep. it would be cool to have a question of the week and hear the questioner's voice. That's right. That'd be so awesome. I know. Make it happen, people. And if, if you have some other comment or observation yeah feel free to yeah. call that in too we we, we we i think it's fun i think it's fun to have a hotline where we can play people's voices and, and hear yeah. hear you on the show yeah yeah yep yeah and all right no cursing yeah. but if you yeah. if you curse we'll bleep we will it, screen so. them yeah we'll yeah. we'll get around it <laughs> <laughs> That's all right it. yeah so over the next couple of weeks like next week we'll do largely like we're doing tonight we're gonna have a, a big legacy treks topic we'll have our, our the next prodigy episode however the following week is going to be our 100th anniversary mm-hmm. our 100th anniversary wow. our 100th episode <laughs> we've been doing this for a century that's right <laughs> <laughs> feels that way <laughs> and so we'll be talking about the 100th episode of each of the star trek series oh, i can't wait yep. and so probably what we'll do is we'll that episode we'll just do that and then the following week, we'll do the final two episodes of Prodigy and not have a Legacy Trek topic. Yeah, uh, I think that probably makes the most sense. So, yep, yeah. we'll we'll post a list leading up to that episode of. We always pull from Wikipedia just so we have sort of a common denominator of what those episodes are. Um, and there's uh, we otherwise would spend the whole time just debating what 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 counts as the hundredth episode. <laughs> How do you count the episodes? <laughs> right. 
Um, but we'll post a list before we get there. We've got two weeks until that. I just want to give everybody a heads up if you want to watch it and play along. Um, because it's a big, it's a, I mean, 100 episodes, a big milestone for us. Yes, it sure yeah. is. And that episode recording happens to fall on my birthday. So it's, I'm going to be smashed and we're going to talk about Star Trek. Oh man, smashed Chuck. I can't That's wait. That's right. That's right. That's going to be so awesome. All right. Well, Alan, where can people find more of you? Well, I have another podcast called Modern Musicology, and we are just about to hit our 50th episode. We've been going half as long as EST. (laughs) We are doing our final two episodes of this year, and then we're going to take a couple of weeks break for Christmas and New Year. Um, And our last two episodes, which uh, the first one comes out next Monday, this coming Monday, and it features an interview with David Fishoff, the founder of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Wow. He is celebrating the 25th anniversary of Fantasy Camp, and he has a new book out talking about the history of it and a, a recent documentary. Oh. And then the following week, our final episode of the year is a little bit longer episode, and it features, I'm not joking, a remarkable interview with a guy named David Leaf who was friends with the Beach Boys and in particular, Brian Wilson. And he has a new book out, um, which is actually, it came out in 79 and then he did an update of it in 85. And now he's done a complete update of it um, under a new title and everything. And he told us some of the most remarkable stories I have ever heard. And I can't wait for people to hear this episode. Also, that's, that's two Mondays from now. So go find, go find modern musicology, wherever you find great podcasts or mediocre ones too. We we, were there too. (laughs) (laughs) And what about us, Veronica? Feltnerdy.com. And? Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. That's right. And uh, as far as Felt Nerdy goes, we're actually this weekend, uh, if you're in the Atlanta area, we're celebrating a big milestone as well. 10 years. 10 years, man. Felt Nerdy. Yeah. And, so awesome. Yep. So our, our first performance together as Felt Nerdy was at the Holiday Puck and Puppet Show in 2012. So the, this Saturday is the Holiday Puck and Puppet Show 10 years later. And so we're we're bringing out all the stops. We're doing uh, some of our favorite routines that we've done at the Puck and Puppet shows over the years. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to be all over that thing. And then uh, su- uh, Sunday, um, we're, we'll be at the Sinful Sundays Variety Show again, uh, doing a routine there as well. So we've got you got two chances this coming weekend. That's December the 10th and 11th. If you're I mean, just look up felt nerdy and we've got it on our Facebook and everything. I've been spamming people with the dates so yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't miss please, it. Please especially yeah. come to the Puck and Puppet show yeah. because um, that's also the first time um, the Christmas show is the first time we won mm-hmm. um, a Puck and Puppet show, which was the. Um, I think you messed that name. No, up. I did Go not. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you did. <laughs> They sound the same, and I <laughs> slur my words. I've yeah. been drinking wine. Um, yeah, come see us. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, we're we'll having a great right. time. Yeah. Um. Yep. All right. So, do you have a closing for us this week, Veronica? Nope. Okay. Well, then <laughs> we, we just won't close. <laughs> well, we can't stop. <laughs> we can't stop. We have to keep going. Just like the adventures on the holodeck. Yeah, ah! That's right. There you go. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. 
You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.